For more information on the Cabaret Theater and how you can help, please stay after the show. The Cabaret Theater Company is proud to present another in the Theater of the Mind series. We hope you will enjoy Roses, an audio play in one act. Life is nothing without friendship. The great Roman orator Cicero wrote those words in his famous treatise on friendship in 45 B.C. Is it so? The 21-year-old Sarah Jane Cornwallis and her elderly friend Edna Spencer are about to find out. On the Victorian-era dining room table at which Sarah Jane is seated, there are two delicate teacups. Her hands are tied behind her back, and she is slowly waking from a deep sleep. Edna Spencer is in the kitchen. She is singing the only words she can remember from Brahms' lullaby. Lullaby and good night, la 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 la, la la la, lullaby and good night, la 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 la, lullaby and good night. Lullaby. Edna? And good night. Edna? Sarah Jane? Sarah Jane, honey. Are you awake? What the? Edna! Edna, can you hear me? Edna, why am I tied up like this? Edna? Yes, dear? Edna, are you all right? Are you tied up too? Edna, has something happened? Oh, did someone break in here and tie me up like this? Are you tied up too? Oh, no, dear. I was just in the kitchen, sharpening this knife. Are you feeling well? Thank God you're all right. Why, of course I am. Are you rested now, honey? Rested? Edna, I'm tied to this chair. Can't you see I'm tied to a chair? Oh, I know, dear. I was the one who tied you. You? You tied me, but why? Edna, what are you doing with that knife? I'm cleaning it, Sarah Jane. Surely you can see that I'm cleaning it. Cleaning? But why are you... You're still groggy, aren't you, dear? I'm so sorry, honey. Forgive me. I didn't know how much of that sleeping powder to use. You mean you... I didn't use very much. Most of it is left. You drugged me? Drugged? Untie me, Miss Edna. Miss Edna? Untie me! Do those ties hurt you, dear? I didn't mean for them to hurt. Do they hurt? I wrapped the ropes with the softest fabric that I could find. Sister's old chenille robe. Why did you tie me up? Oh, they shouldn't hurt. I'm sorry if they hurt. Untie me, Miss Edna. Please don't call me Miss Edna. Miss Edna, indeed. Please. 
untie me. Why, you haven't called me Miss Edna in years. Edna? Yes, dear? Will you untie me now? Not yet, dear. I'm not quite finished. Finished with what? I told you already. I'm not quite finished with cleaning the knife. Oh, but... I do not want to use a dirty knife. Everything's spotless for company. Oh, that's what Daddy used to say. Well, if we're expecting company, untie me and I can help you prepare. Why, Sarah Jane Honey, but you are the company. The knife must be spotless for you. After all, it's a celebration. What kind of celebration? It's been three years since you first rang the front doorbell and entered this old mausoleum of a house. Why did you drug me and tie me up? Three years. You're frightening me, Edna. With that knife. Oh, you mustn't be frightened, dear. No harm will come to you here. Not after all that you did for me. I'll just set this knife on the table. I don't understand any of this, Edna. I didn't do anything extraordinary, so please... Nonsense! Dead plants, dead birds, dead souls. Everything was dead or dying in this house until you came by that day and let in all the sunshine in the entire solar system. But Edna, I... All of it came streaming through those teeny tiny cracks in the shutters that we always kept closed. And with that bright smile of yours, you pushed and pushed against those shutters, those guardians of our sad existence, until they burst inward like some kind of an atomic explosion. It was a shock, Sarah Jane, a blinding shock from which I thought I would never recover. Look at me. I did recover. But, oh dear, it was too much of a shock for Alice. Poor Alice. What a pitiful soul she was, Sister Alice. Alice with a soul as dead as mine, but twice as damned. What a twisted pair we must have seemed to you, Edna and... You're not saying I was responsible for Alice's death, are you, Edna? Edna and Alice Spencer... Granville's two old bitty sisters locked up together in this ruin of what used to be Granville's most beautiful old mansion. Used to be, Sarah Jane. Used to be. I was not responsible for Alice's death. Of course you weren't, Sarah Jane. Of course not. In fact, it was her death that made us friends, remember? After her funeral was when we became friends. Aren't we friends? Indeed we are friends, honey. Indeed we are. Then why have you tied me up like this? Because we are friends, that's why. And we want to remain friends, don't we? Edna, please. Don't we, honey? Don't we want to remain friends? Yes, yes, we do. But, but drugging me, Edna, and tying me up, well, I don't understand. This isn't what friends do for each other. I just don't understand. Well, that's why we're having this little party. To help you understand. It's all about time and distance, Sarah Jane. Time and distance. 
How can we remain friends over time and distance? It's not possible. What do you mean? I just don't think it's possible to remain friends when those two enemies of friendship stand in the way. Time and distance. Of course it's possible. Why, time and distance are sturdy warriors, and they will always, always win. Edna, I... Oh, I know. We struggle and struggle against them with telephone calls at first, and then long, intimate letters... They get shorter and shorter until we end up scribbling a little note inside a Christmas card once a year. That won't happen. I've seen it happen. All too many times I've seen it happen. That's not what I call friends. Is that what you call friends? No, but that won't happen to us. After I graduate, I have every intention of staying in closer touch than a Christmas card. Huh. <laughs> Good intentions. The best intentions. The best intentions are still merely intentions. And intentions, as you may have heard. Why, they say those good intentions paved the way to hell. You seem to think our friendship will end when I graduate. Well, I'll prove that it won't. You'll see. But I can't do it if I'm tied to this chair, Edna. There's nothing to fret about, Sarah Jane. You won't have to sit there much longer. So no fretting about that. And please, please, please do not fret about missing graduation. Edna. It's not much here at Granville State anyway. Not what it should be at least. Daddy used to take us when we were girls, Alice and I. But it lacked elegance, Daddy always said. He said that it lacked the deep South elegance of universities in Atlanta or Charleston. He never liked it here in West Virginia, you know. But it was the Depression, and professors of English literature were not much in demand. I always enjoy it when you speak of your father, here at this table, over a cup of tea. A tea? Yes. Wouldn't that be nice? Would you like a cup of tea, Edna? Let me make you a cup of tea. Daddy always liked his tea scalding hot. But then he died, honey, and left me and, and Alice. Untie me, and I'll make you a nice cup of tea. Scalding hot. Edna and Alice Spencer. Granville's cruel joke. Edna! I hear you, honey. A nice cup of tea, yes. A nice cup of Daddy's scalding hot tea would be lovely. Good. Then untie me, Edna. If I do, honey, you'll go away. Daddy went away. And then Alice. Oh, Sarah Jane, Sarah Jane, since you came these three years. Oh, I can't let you go, honey. I can't. Not before you tell me the truth. I've always been truthful with you, Edna. Except you never told me how you came to be here outside my door. It was a dare, wasn't it? You came on a dare, didn't you, that first time? I... Well, I... Don't be afraid of the truth, dear. Never be afraid of the truth. Daddy was fond of saying that the truth would set you free. You want to be free, don't you? Yes. So please, Sarah Jane, tell me the truth. They dared you to come here, didn't they? One of the sororities from the college. Yes. That's a good girl. It doesn't surprise me. 
Does it surprise you that you're coming here on a dare doesn't surprise me? You knew all along, didn't you? Of course I knew. Every year, one of those sororities sent someone here. So yes, I knew you simply didn't arrive at our door one day. It used to surprise me when one of the girls showed up, but it's happened so often now that I've stopped being surprised. I haven't been surprised by that or anything for many years now. I suppose that is when I became a dead old relic. Just like that. Alice and I, two dead old relics. You're not a dead old relic, Edna. My soul was. And don't tell me you can't be surprised, because you can. I surprised you, didn't I? With the roses. Of course the roses surprised you. I can tell surprise when I see it, and, and you were surprised by the roses, so don't call yourself a dead old relic. The roses. That's what murdered poor Alice, as surely as if you had slit her slender throat with that kitchen knife. Those roses. Murdered Alice? The roses. One for each of us. The milk of human kindness. That's what she said before she began to cry. And those were the only words anyone was able to get from her until the day she mercifully passed. The milk of human kindness. She couldn't understand the roses, and she died. Hedna, I know when I first came here it was to... Those roses... I didn't mean to cause any harm with them, only to... Surprising roses. I meant no harm. Well, I never thought you did. To you or Alice. I never meant any harm. And poor Alice died happily because of those roses. Those roses, those roses. Oh, you cannot blame me. Listen to me. I did not mean any harm. The roses surprised me. And you surprised me, and that surprise has lasted for all of these three years, but now... Can you hear me, Edna? Listen to me. They were my idea. I knew they must have been. None of the others ever brought anything. It... It was part of the initiation that I... The roses. No. Coming here. Coming here was part of the initiation. Well, yes, of course, the sorority. I picked a slip of paper out of a hat and... Well, everyone did it. I mean, all of the new girls did. All of us who wanted to pledge the sorority. Each of us picked a slip of paper out of the hat and mine said, Steal something from the Spencer sisters. The same as always. They all laughed when I read it. We all had to read our slips out loud, and when it came to me... They all laughed when they heard, as if they were waiting for that one, to see who would get it. I didn't know why everyone was laughing, but everybody was, and I was confused. They sent you to the library, didn't they? And they told you to ask the librarian about crazy old Professor Spencer and how he tried to tell the students that the depression would be easily bearable if they would only read poetry. Isn't that the way it went? Yes, and he laughed too, the librarian, and he was quick to show me an old faculty photo, and he he pointed out Professor, 
your father. And he gave you the address and told you about the crazy old Spencer sisters. Am I correct? I went back to the pledge mistress and, and said I didn't want to, to do it. And she took some pity on me and told me that I didn't actually have to ring your bell and meet you or anything. I mean, I was very nervous and almost crying because I thought it was a cruel thing to do, and I told her so. And she didn't want to see me have a breakdown, so she told me just to walk by the house someday and go up to the porch and, and take a dead plant or something, and that would satisfy the committee. All the others came directly to the front door and rang the bell, and when I invited them inside, some of them even came as far as the entryway before they grabbed an umbrella or a shawl, or some little thing and ran away, and some got frightened, I suppose, and rang the bell and didn't wait for an answer, but quickly took something from the porch. All of them laughed at some time or other. Always they laughed. And then you came with the roses. I didn't laugh. And you didn't have to bring roses. No, I didn't have to. Well, then, that says it all, doesn't it, honey? I wasn't raised to be cruel. And you haven't changed in that regard, either. Then why, Edna? Why have you done this to me? I've never been frightened of you before, but I'm frightened now. Are you... Are you going to kill me, Edna? <laughs> kill you? Edna, you're scaring me. No, 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 dear. You mustn't be frightened. Kill you? <laughs> well, Sarah Jane, I love you. Why would I kill you? What a thing to say. That knife. Oh, the knife. I need it, dear. I need it for your surprise. Where are you going? Oh, don't leave me here like this. It's just to the kitchen, dear. I'll be right back. Please, Edna, don't leave me here. Come and cut me loose. Oh, what have I ever done to deserve being tied up like this? Remember the roses, Edna. I meant the roses as a kindness. I know that, Sarah Jane. Don't blame me for Alice's death. I had no idea the roses would affect her like that. Edna? Edna, are you listening to me? Of course I'm listening. See what I've brought you? My special lemon pound cake and scalding hot tea. Please don't blame me for Alice's death. Of course not, dear. I never once thought you killed her. Not you. Never you. It was the kindness, Sarah Jane. That's what killed her. Alice and I, well, after Mother died so young... Daddy was very uncomfortable with kindness. He didn't think much of it, except that it was a, a sort of a weakness that he didn't want his daughters to have. Now here, it's not much of a cake, I know, but I made it just for you. Edna, please. It's lemon, because I know you like lemon. A lemon pound cake just for you. For us. One final celebration. Final. What will it be? A tiny slice or a great big piece? What do you mean, final? Edna, listen to me. How much, dear? Listen to me. Nothing just yet? No appetite? Well, then, I won't cut it at all. As for myself, 
An empty stomach will let me fly faster to my glory in heaven. What's that you have? What are you doing? What are you doing with that powder? I'm returning your kindness, Sarah Jane. I made sure I saved plenty of this sleeping powder for my tea. No. No, no, please don't drink that, Edna. Uh, don't fret, honey. It won't hurt me. Not like your going away would hurt me. Oh, you want me to stay here in Granville? You can't do that, honey. Granville's no place to build a life. But if I go away after graduation... That would be a deep hurt that I simply would not be able to abide. And so... Don't. Edna, don't. Please don't. Hmm. Scalding hot. Just like the way Daddy always liked it. And not bitter at all. I'll stay, Edna. I'll stay here in Granville. I won't go anywhere. Hmm. Edna, I won't go. Oh, no, dear. You will graduate and go. And when you do, what kind of baggage would I be down here in Granville? <gasps> Making telephone calls to you and writing letters. Christmas cards. It would end up with Christmas cards, and I couldn't bear that, dear. Not after everything you've done for me. That's not the way it's going to be, Edna. It's kind of you to try and talk me out of it, dear, but no. Don't drink any more. Please don't drink any more. It is not a fair exchange for you to have given me three wonderful, surprising years, and for me to hand you, I don't know how many years, of an old recluse clinging on to you for a dear life. That's not any kind of friendship, is it? I've come to love you, Edna. Believe me, I have. Edna, Edna, don't. There, all finished. Forever, Edna, I'll stay forever. It's better this way, dear. B but thank you anyway. Much better this way. Untie me, Edna. I'll take you to the hospital. It's not too late. Edna, 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 can you hear me? Oh, yes, dear, I, I can hear you, but... I'm very tired. Edna! Oh, dear, I, I forgot to tell you. Yes, I forgot. Sarah Jane? Please, Edna. I've called the florist, honey. Please. At six o'clock, precisely at six o'clock. Don't fall asleep, Edna. The florist, at six, he'll come. I'm right here, Edna. I've left the door open and... Stay awake. He'll come at six o'clock. Edna. I'll untie you. Edna. And roses, honey. No. Roses, six o'clock. Edna. Roses. Please. A, a dozen roses for you. Edna, no. No, 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 no. It seems that Edna Spencer agreed with Cicero. Life is nothing without friendship. You've been listening to the Cabaret Theater's Theater of the Mind and its production of Roses, 
Written by John Carousella, with Dolores Love as Edna, and Rachel Nicely as Sarah Jane. The production was directed by Keith Bodela. Producers John Carousella and Jonathan Haranik. Executive producer Keith Bodela. You can learn more about the Cabaret Theater at thecabarettheater.com or find us on Facebook. Thank you for your continued support. Until our next episode, take your tea scalding hot. The Cabaret Theater is a non-profit theater organization operating in Latrobe, Pennsylvania. Our mission is to revitalize the performing arts in Latrobe and our region. You can find more information about the Cabaret Theater at thecabarettheater.com or on Facebook. If you enjoyed listening to this production, please share and subscribe for future episodes. If you are able to, you can also donate via PayPal. There is a link in the show notes. Thank you.